Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, KJZ. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hot in for Zubin. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And guys, last night, I didn't even realize there was a draft lottery. For the first time in a very long time, <laughs> the draft lottery didn't mean much to me. It didn't matter. And it was a very relaxing, tranquil feeling to not have to worry about those damn ping pong balls bouncing the other way as they have for so many times. Congratulations, Alan. You, you yeah, it was a bit of a victory for me, Jay. I felt good. You know, I think so I needed that's it. That's what happens when you guys finish fourth in the East. Yeah. This year. Yes, this exactly. year. So I didn't have to this worry year. about it this year. No, it's good. It's good. Still have a couple of draft picks in the first round, but none of them are lottery. But the draft lottery Over did happen last night. Last I, night. I will tell you, though, Alan, last yeah. night as I'm watching the draft lottery, because we did a, a our show leading into the draft lottery, uh, it came down to the last two picks, and it was between Houston and Detroit. Yes. And when I tell you I was standing next to Jalen Rose, who was one of Detroit's finest. Yes. Um, when Detroit got the first pick, all I know is I turn around, Jalen Rose is then gone, and he's at the bar and bought 50 shots for all Phoenix Suns fans. He was in that kind of celebratory wow. mood. And uh, it, it, was, it was incredible to see an organization. I mean, when you just think about the history of Detroit just struggling for so long, Dwayne Casey and company, it's just um, the fact that they got number one pick, they're going to get Kay Cunningham, who's an absolute star. He's a bona fide first pick in the draft, played for Oklahoma State. Um, the kid can score from anywhere on the floor. Uh, the comparisons to likes of Jason Tatum and things of that sort uh, with the style in which he plays. But uh, they, they're going to get an absolute star. Well, it's their first, how about this for, for the Pistons? It's been a long time, right? And we all know about the Darko Milicic pick where they had a chance to get mellow in 03. That didn't happen. Um, but they haven't had a number one pick since 1970. Mm. Think about that. Bob Lanier out of St. Bonaventure. Whoa, stand up. So, you know, for the Pistons, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a franchise for them. Now, they, they have been, you know, a wayward franchise now for too long after – Having a great run in the first uh, decade of this century, they were wonderful. They were, I mean, mm. from 2000 on, they were great during that during that part of the of that decade. But in this decade, no, not so much. So for them, they get the number one pick. The Rockets went number two. They were really bad last year as well. How about the Cleveland Cavaliers? I mean, they just always seem to be another top three pick. I mean, even so, when they had LeBron, it was like it just, yeah, they keep they keep getting these picks. Yeah, amazing. Raptors get four. That'll be great for them as they get to actually play home again, and we'll see what kind of impact that has. They don't have to be in Tampa anymore. Uh, Orlando Magic get five. OKC get six. Warriors get that pick from the Timberwolves. So the Warriors are going to have a top ten pick. They're going to pick seventh. Magic from the Bulls, it's eighth. Kings uh, get the ninth pick, and the Pelicans get the tenth pick. And Swin Cash had quite the reaction when she saw the Pelicans did not move up uh, in, in the lottery. But you, you know, it's funny you say Cade Cunningham. A lot of the experts do. You know, I know you. You're obviously very close to the college game. But I mean, is Jalen Suggs a guy that might might be closer to being an impactful player in this draft? Yeah, I mean, depending upon what your needs are. But I, I, I talked about that last night. Look, I. He's, a, he's not this player, but there's similarities. And I think providing context around that is important. They're, they're, they're Jason Kidd elements <laughs> to Jalen. <laughs> right? Wait a 6'4", strong guard, can get to where he wants to go all the time. High basketball IQ, can score um, at will pretty much based off you know, picking his spots. But he's a, he's a bona fide leader. 
Yeah. Now, so we saw I'm, that I'm with you four. on that, Alan. I think he can make an impact on the franchise. Another guy, and you'll start hearing his name a ton, Scotty, Bar- Scotty Barnes. Yes. You know, um, the, the, the ceiling and upside for him is potentially the best in the draft. I mean, there's like a Giannis length to him. Um, but he, he still – we talked about it to Leonard Hamilton on our show about it. Um, still having more guard responsibilities, something that they kind of flirted around with this year. And the, the talent for him is literally off the charts. How about what Leonard Hamilton is doing, by the way, down there? Terrence Mann. I mean, Scott, they just yeah. – that has become an NBA factory. And it doesn't have to be a top-five pick. I mean, they are sending guys into the league who are ready to play, and they're not all one-and-dones. He's they doing defend. a tremendous job there. Yes. They defend. And they're two-way players. And you're like, wow, I can get a guy who's – Six five, six six, who can defend multiple spots on the floor, but also offensively isn't going to lack the skill set to participate in the offense. It's a That's big, a dream come true for yeah, coaches. Yeah, to be useful no, in, and, some, in and, some way. When you think about it, though, Jay, you talk about the top picks in the draft. Jalen Green, where, where, where what's going to happen with him come draft time? Is it going to be a red flag issue? Because you know the narrative. Oh, he quit on his team, blah, 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 blah. But he's already played pro ball in the G League. Yeah. Well, see, I, I think, Key, what happens now is as we're finding out more about college basketball into the future, we have other leagues that are coming about. We have the G League. I think the G League was imperative for guys like Jalen Green this year who got a chance to have professional training, got a chance to have professional um, just basketball instruction and learning the pro game, mm-hmm. right, for the Unite. And I think that's a, a huge thing. And – um, you know, Troy Weaver, who is the GM of the Detroit Pistons, gets a chance to spend multiple weeks with players in the G League bubble. So that's not something a lot of GMs or scouts got a chance to do in the college rankings uh, this year because of all the di- different pandemic restrictions. Whereas at G League, it was a different situation. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see also Evan Mobley from USC if his, I think his game will transfer to the NBA because in college but he still was, might need some time though. it was like, like like that's one yeah. I wouldn't want to rush I see and that's where no, I have that's the college that's the college system game uh, I'm telling you it's the college system you game might because be, I've watched him grow up in Los Angeles I know and, you're and, close and to that him, and I'm like but I is think he, he'll be a better pro than in the he right in, he's that perfect in the right situation right kind situation, of guy yeah. which is why I hate the draft I hate it I think it's it's just you send you a kid a to a play. No, I, you got to. There's got to be a better way than the, the way the draft. What's a is. better way? I, we got to figure that out. I have ideas, but we don't have enough time for me to go into that. I'm just saying that the problem is a player can go to a place and he could have potential, but if he goes to the wrong place and doesn't have the support system, the coaching, whatever it is around him, he might never reach his potential, so and we will lose a player. How you go fix that? It doesn't there's matter. Ways. You there's ways. But that's the problem, though, Alan. That's I mean, show. if you're going to get drafted high, you're going to, to a, a bad, bad team. Yes, not always. <laughs> You're not necessarily going, not always. going I mean, to if you're lucky, to the Jets. You're going if you're to James Wiseman, you get lucky to go to Golden State. Well, okay, but, you're, but they're talking you're about James Wiseman potentially. But think about not it, necessarily though, going to a bad franchise. Think about it, though, Jay. Golden State, as much as we love Steph Curry, they were a bad basketball team until he got cooking. They were a bad basketball team. Yeah, they were, not they a were, bad they organization. Were, they were a treadmill team that, that, that just never really could, could build anything. Not and a bad they got organization. Play. They had a they bunch of drafts in a, a row that set team. them up. But it's how just, about it Devin Booker? That. Devin Booker but, to but How many places? What are but some franchises changed, where man. high draft picks basically go to just disappear? Orlando. 
They've had a ton of high draft picks. But I think that's more. I think that's more organizational than it is. But that's my point. Yeah, but you but go Alan, somewhere and how you, you just fix it, Alan. Well, because we don't yeah, have time. Fix we don't have time. No, that's your excuse. No, it's not your excuse. We have a long block here. Do not. We have legs coming up in like two minutes. We got to get to him. We save time for. And we got some calls I want to get to. Look, look. This is those summer evergreen kind of conversations that that we can get into, and I'd be glad to take an entire segment called Han Solo, and I will tell you how I would completely reform. He's the trying draft. to go solo already. Yeah. Already. Oh, man. Okay. This is what happens. Sorry, what happens. But you can take Stephen A. You can do addition. You can take Stephen A's You're list just off like first Bobby take, Brown though. with new addition. All of a sudden, we give you an opportunity <laughs> hey. to replace Ralph Tresman, and then you want to go on your own. It's my prerogative. Keyshawn oh, J. Will wow. Zubin, presented by did. Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Let's take Javier in Phoenix. You at the game oh, last night, Javier? He was out. Good morning. What up, Javier? Is it Javier or Javier? Javier. Javier would be if I was from New Orleans, but I'm from Arizona, so it's Javier, buddy. Yeah, Javier. Oh, okay. Javier. Can I call yeah. you Javi? Javi? It'll be that close. Yeah, you can call me Javi. That, that's all right. I'm just Javi, you lost on. your voice, Yeah, man. I can't hear you. Yeah, you're you the game? Yes, sir. The, the reason I lost my voice, I was at last night's game, okay? I was losing my mind last night, and because of last night, I got two things from Mr. Williams. First, during halftime, or actually a little bit before halftime, I went out, found an ESPN little crony, and asked the man if I could meet Mr. Williams, and he flat out told me that Mr. Williams is too big for me. So that's that's what I got to say to Mr. Oh, Williams about that right wait, now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. How Jay, did you say that? Jay, Jay, oh, okay, that? Hold on. It's all love. It's all love. I'm just, no, 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 I'm no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Come on, man. Because I don't want to miss. Jay gave you the Heisman? He, no, I, he straight I didn't up gave Javi, me the Javi, Javi, I, Javi didn't that, talk to me. That's what it felt like. Wow. And that's what it – I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance. I was looking for you. Oh, I okay. I was about to say. Oh, okay. To try to find you. I was going to say, like, I you didn't – I took a lot of pictures else. of people yesterday. What's that? I said, I was – Jay Rose and, and, and um, Stephen A. Smith and I took a lot of pictures of people yesterday. I didn't see you at the game. Not, not Javier. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know where I, – I didn't find you, I guess, so – yeah, that's on me. But anyways, my, my, my real question for today is uh, DeAndre Ayton. I, I really want to know for DA, I'm kind of new to this game, you know, so I don't really know, and I don't want to, you know, put you back in that ring, Mr. Williams, but I got to. If you're to compare DeAndre Ayton after tonight's game to a potential great, Uh-oh. Mm. who would you compare him to as a big man? As a big man, because I think that right now DeAndre Ayton, especially after last night's game, boy, he proved so much, especially for not having his field general, you know, out there. You, yeah. Everybody, you guys step up like that without having your star player. I mean, it. Mr. Williams could attest to this. How was the energy last night, man? Like, it, we were on fire. Javi, I, I, I got to tell you, I have not – the, I've, I haven't visited an arena as loud in the NBA as I saw last evening and the evening before. I, I, I told Stephen A. and I were talking about this. It felt like I was in a college arena for an NBA game. It was wild. Mm. And as it relates to your question about DeAndre Ayton, you know, I, there, there's like a, there's a, 
I hate just giving one comparison. There's like an, an, two greats. I'll give you two greats and it kind of combine their skill set, okay? There's kind of like a, a Sean Kemp element to him athletically because of how he's built and how he can jump. But there's also kind of like a, a Dave Robinson skill set to a degree with how he can kind of turn, face, knock down that mid-range jumper, which he did last night, and just the dexterity around the rim, right? It, it's... um. So it's not one, there's always a combination of what something looks like and feels like, but I would say those two kind of morph together would be the ceiling that he could reach potentially. I think Javier is gone. Hmm. That's a shame, though, that you didn't let him take a picture. You see it, the rain, man? What are you talking about, Alan? No, it's, he, he didn't even get to me. Right. I didn't even see him. Look wow, at you once Jay, again, Alan, creating you false narratives. People like that, man. Come on, man. I taught you better than that, Jay. <laughs> All y'all, man. <laughs> false you know, narratives. You're supposed to speak to people when they speak to you. All right. Well, you're supposed to say hi, thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you a lot. Uh, it wouldn't more be, on the game know, last night, as it was an epic. I wouldn't finish. be here without you. All that, man. Come on, Jay. Tim Legler joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, and he'll let anybody take a picture with him, right, Legs? <laughs> that final play though as we'll discuss a little more in length of course about the reviews and everything else but just just on that final play the execution as i've talked about just how you know just if you're a coach just the perfection of that because it goes beyond the catch even the pass the screen the decoy like all the things that had to happen and had to go right was that as close to a perfect you know side out play as we could possibly see yeah, look, I, you know, I've drawn up a lot of baseline out of bounds and sideline out of bounds plays in my life. And, you know, this is a dream scenario if you get it to work like this, because let's think about all the things that had to happen. OK, first, let's start with the fact that Paul George misses two free throws. So that changes now the narrative about what you have to get during the timeout. Right. So it's different if you're down three. It's going to completely change what you're talking about here. So the fact that it was a two point game or a one point game in this case the fact that you can still draw something up that where the rim pass is a threat, that gives you more options as a coach. Let's start there. Secondly, when Bridges misses the corner three, if that ball hits the rim and goes up in the air, like most deep three-point shots are prone to do, game over. the game is over. Mm-hmm. If you look at that shot, it's very strange. It hits the rim, and it caroms directly in a straight line to the other side of the rim, and then it's deflected and it bought them .9 seconds. If that's a normal miss where the ball ricochets, game's over. So that's another thing that goes right now. Let's get to the play. Yeah, you draw it up, but the one thing you don't know is where is the guy on the ball going to be positioned? And as it Uh, turns out, DeMarcus Cousins gives him a perfect sight line to throw that ball in the one place he could throw it for DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, I'm not trying to beat up on Boogie, but he has to be more aware that that ball – absolutely has to be funneled out to the three-point line. You have you cannot give Jay Crowder a direct passing lane to the rim, and that's exactly what he did. And, you know, Jay Crowder, the last part, the precision with where that ball was thrown. Look at Zubac. He's right there. It's just that Aiton's elevator goes to one floor higher than <laughs> Zubac's, and he's able to catch it and put it in. So, so many things go into it, and then the Clippers contribute a little bit there because of their positioning. Legs, I literally was talking to Alan about the positioning of Boogie Cousins mm-hmm. during the break mm-hmm. about that. Like, it just the, the lack of being present in that moment to shade the rim with that size and length. That pass should never get there. But 
last night, the, the last part of the game, being there on the floor, it felt like it took an hour. And I, I'm curious to get your reaction <laughs> off what Jeff Van Gundy has said um, in Scott Van Pelt interview just about how he felt during the last stoppage of the last hour or so of the game. So, Legs, I guess, you know, when you have a chance when that last play is being reviewed to huddle with your team to draw up an out-of-bounds play, um, you know, what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Should teams be allowed to huddle and draw up those plays? I, I know it's common in basketball, but should we allow that moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been saying that ever since they put the review in because this is not the first time it's happened. This is a big stage, and this could be a series-defining moment. Uh, and to give somebody that much additional time where you can you think through something, maybe change it, maybe change personnel, like, you know, you're about who's going to inbound the ball, who's coming off. There's so, so much time to get it perfect. And for guys to have more time to process what you're saying, you know, in a normal timeout in that situation, it happens pretty quick. And everybody's got to be so dialed in and the atmosphere in there is a lot of pressure. So now just think when you expand that, you're, you're just allowing – a greater opportunity for the team that's trying to execute that. I, to me, it's a significant advantage for the offense having an opportunity to stand there longer and huddle up and really go over this as opposed to the defense because defenses are going to be reacting to everything in that moment, whereas the offense is completely re- requiring execution and everyone totally understanding their role uh, to be able to do it to perfection the way that they did. So, yes, I do think it's something they need to look at um, you know, if, if keeping the players away from the coaching staff while these reviews are going on, if it's not part of the timeout. So it is, it's unfortunate. It took a long time. Uh, some of these calls were so important. They had to get those right. I think they got every single one of them correct. Um, so you do like the fact that they didn't miss anything, but it definitely gives Monty Williams more time to be able to perfect that. With Chris Paul looking to return legs, does it give you more confidence that the Suns can win it all? Yeah, look, I think uh, Phoenix Suns are a complete team. They, they've got great role definition. They've got tremendous guard play that can take over games at any time. The key for me is the emergence of Aiden and Bridges. Those are the two guys that have put them in this position because now you've got two guys that play both ends of the floor. Bridges is now a pretty reliable three-point shooter, big-time defender, and then Aiton. You know, you're not a complete team unless you've got at least one big that can punish you, particularly when you're Teron Lue in the Clippers and you want to play these smaller lineups. You know, Rudy Gobert was lost on the defensive end of the floor at the end of that series, as we saw when the Clippers went off from the three-point line, had nobody to guard, and then he wasn't making a pay on the other end of the floor because he's not that kind of player. DeAndre Ayton is. This guy's 22 for 29 from the field in two games. He is going to hurt you if he does not have somebody matching his size and athletic ability in front of him. So I look at the Suns. They're well coached. They've got great chemistry. They've got tremendous guard play. There's a guard-oriented league. And then they've got phenomenal role definition. Each of those other guys, they know what they're on the floor to do. They accept that, and they fill that role perfectly. Legs, we've got Bucks hawks now in the East starting tonight. What are you expecting from that series? And should the Bucks now be that team that we say – this is the team that now should say we got the window open for us to win it all. Yeah, look, if, if you don't get it this year, I don't know when you're going to get it. And, and I'm not trying to slight any of these other teams, but look at the path that the Bucks have had. They got a depleted Nets team that they took out. It took them seven games to do that. They're not going to have to deal with a healthy Lakers team in the finals. You, 
you know, you didn't even have to play the number one seed in Philadelphia. Atlanta did that work for you. So if you're the Bucks and your three best players are healthy coming in, and who can say that in the postseason? None of these teams can say that. The Bucks can. This is the year you got to get it done. I do think they're favored uh, significantly in this series. I'm not going to disrespect what Atlanta has done, but the Milwaukee Bucks are a better team. They've got more talent. They've got, I think, more star talent at the top. And this is going to be a very difficult defensive matchup for Atlanta to try to get enough people and size and bodies in front of Giannis in this series, particularly the way that Drew Holiday has picked up his aggressiveness. I love the way he's playing right now. He's thinking more like a star uh, rather than a complimentary ball handler. He is now a guy that is out there to try to do some damage, and it takes a lot of pressure off Middleton and Giannis. So I think the Bucks are the favorite in this series. Uh, I don't know that you make them a prohibitive favorite to win at all because of the way Phoenix is playing and the position they're in right now up 2-0 getting Chris Paul back. Certainly it looks like the Phoenix Suns are headed to the finals, and I think that one is a toss-up with a slight edge to the Bucks. But if I'm Mike Budenholzer, to be honest, this is the year you have to get it done. If you don't win it this year, I mean, I think most people are going to start to wonder if it's ever going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely setting up for that, no doubt about it. Legs, thanks as always. Great stuff. Got it. All right, Tim Legler on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, so surprises await in the uh, upcoming NFL season. So who will be the biggest surprise? That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> yes. You want to call me Bobby Brown? Fine. It is my prerogative. Sometimes if I want to have a take every now and then. <laughs> I will do that at some point, maybe even on this show. You guys want to know how I'd reform the uh, the draft? I will yeah, tell you. Yeah, tell us how you fix the draft. But not right now, because my man Mike Wells, really good friend of mine, does a great job covering the Colts. So ESPN.com, so we, they wrote about the biggest surprises for each team uh, from minicamp, like a player that you would say is going to be a really big surprise. Wells, he, he chose Carson Wentz as the biggest surprise at Colts camp, which might be surprising in itself. But as he said, the transition, according to those inside the organization, has been a smooth one for Wentz as he goes from Philadelphia to Indianapolis. So 
the question is, what do you guys expect from Carson Wentz? I expect. Is, I expect is he a, a surprise? Is he going to be a surprise? I, I expect a lot. I expect that he's he he, he got what he wanted, which was uh, getting back with Frank Reich, who had success under as the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator, play caller to a degree. Um, and whenever you have that relationship with somebody, you get re-energized. Whatever went on in Philadelphia, whatever. I've seen many players have struggles with teams and all sports, and then they get back with familiar voices and faces, and they kind of rekindle. Yeah, who they trust. Yeah. Because a lot of times, even I'm sure he, I'm sure he trusted Coach Peters a lot, right? Pete and him, they, they, I'm sure. Sure, Doug had it under control, but it got away. And once it got away, he he lost faith in the coaching staff. He lost faith in the organization. And the only thing they he lost was, faith in him, his teammates did. Teammates lost faith. Oh, it then became a whole mm-hmm. finger pointing everything. So now you're not talking about a 38 year old quarterback trying to get back in it. You're talking about a young guy who still has a long ways to go in his career in the National Football League, who wasn't, who wasn't, and I'll say it again, that damn bad in Philadelphia those four or five years he was there. He just stayed hurt, and he had some bad games. But he wasn't awful. Well, he was an MVP candidate at one point. But the way Philadelphia people make it sound, though, is like he was just god-awful to a no return. He had a bad year. There's no question about it. But I've seen other guys have bad years – in, in, in turn it around when they have the right situation. But see, here, Key, here's why I think there's, a, there's pressure, a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. Number one, th- this is an NFL team that is built to actually win a Super Bowl. So automatically, that's been the thing that we've always talked about. We talked about it all last year. Phillip Rivers was a statue, and they still had a chance. So now you're bringing in a more mobile quarterback who's won a Super Bowl under their head coach in years privy. Okay, that, that, that's one narrative, right, that comes in along with it. The second narrative is when he was in Philly, all we heard about was, was the environment within the locker room, his relationship with Doug Peterson, everything happening with Jalen Hurts, the pressure, it was volatile. It wasn't conducive to him being successful. Now all the reports I hear out in Indianapolis, Alan, you and I were talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. right? All of his teammates like him. Mm-hmm. Like the, the feeling, the mood, everything has changed. Now there's no excuse on why it's not going to work. We're all wondering, well, it's gonna it has to work. It has to work. And I believe and I believe it will though, Jay. I hear you. Uh, it, it, uh, here's take take it. What what does work mean to you though? Work means that he's What are be, expectations for the Colts? Oh well, so they should be one of the top teams be, in the AFC, right? Yeah, they're gonna be one of the top teams in the AFC and Carson Wentz is gonna be better than he was in Philadelphia and better than Philip Rivers was a year ago. Now go to your sport though, Jay. How many players have you seen scouted, evaluated, and moved on from coaches that they once had before and they go into other places and they struggled and then they come back to him and you go, damn, I didn't know Derrick Rose had that. Oh, Tibbs knows how to use him. Tibbs knows what to do with him. That that happens in sports. It's just it's just something that happens, especially well, guys, it's trust. With That's guys the, that you agree. trust. Yeah, it's yes. it's gotta be trust. Now now let's let's go let's stay on the quarterback thing though around the league. Is there another – all right, so Wentz might be one. All right, but here's a guy that, that could have that, you know, surprise where he returns to form. Maybe not everybody's expecting it. Who would you say? Key, who would you say is a guy that might have that surprise season? 
at a quarterback? I, I would say it's going to be my USC Trojan, but and Sam Darnold. Sam really? Darnold in Carolina mm. is going to surprise a lot of people because I think, one, he's got Kristen McCaffrey at the running back spot. <laughs> it's a pretty good weapon. So it's a pretty good weapon to have. Then you got, you're going back with Robbie Anderson that you had for a brief stint with the Jets. And then they got a solid defense. And Joe Brady's a learning on the, on the job offensive coordinator that I think has done a pretty good job. So you're going into a situation where you're like, okay, he might turn out to be more than what you think. And then in the meantime, your New York Jets are playing with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So Sam a is, lot of panic Sam, if he has a great Sam is going Carolina. to play with a chip on his shoulder. And the only thing with him is just stay healthy, man. Stay healthy and, and you'll be fine. Jay, what about you? Is there a quarterback you're looking at to have that surprise season? Well, the, the fan of me is pray, praying for Daniel Jones yeah. to have that surprise season to be what we think he's going to be because there's a lot of pressure on him, especially after watching that video of Saquon Barkley the other day. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll stay in the same division, man. Like, And I'm curious. I know everybody says that they have Fitz Magic there, but Taylor Heineke, I mean – Key, we watched that one game last year. I'm just curious, and I, some of my friends who work in that organization. Wait, what'd you just say? He said Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Taylor hmm. Heineke. I, Why are you shocked, Key? I don't think Ron he Rivera gonna, loves I him. I know, but I don't think he' gonna. I don't, I'm just I trying to tell you what I heard last year and what I've heard a little bit this offseason from people there. No, no, I'm talking are, about he can play, did a good job, a little gonna, splash moment. T- but I don't think Ryan he's going to overtake Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, that would be a surprise. That would be a surprise. <laughs> That's be why a, he's my surprise. Now, now you, I just, you I've heard people rave about him inside the organization. Though. But you mentioned Daniel Jones. Would it be like? Isn't that more the expectation than a surprise? Because if he's good, they'll be a playoff team with all the weapons that they have. Isn't it? Isn't this more of the expectation that Daniel Jones has to be that player? So would it be surprising if he does have a good season? Or isn't that the expectation at this point? Of his where he is and his development and where that team is. I mean, that's what I hope for. I, I, I hear what you're saying, your point. I think that's why I chose Taylor Heineke instead of going with Daniel Jones. But mm-hmm. well, nothing, it, wrong, it just, nothing wrong with Taylor Heineke. I mean, there's no. nothing wrong with choosing him. No, I, I just feel no, like that's with a really Daniel Jones, game. if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out, will I, I mean, would you be shocked? No. Me either. <laughs> Me either. No, but I think so there, he, but That's I think why I kind of feel like there is an element of surprise there think, a little bit, Alan, if he gets a, to another level. I think he'll be fine. See, but I don't want him to be fine. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's uh, other than fine, OJ. I really honestly don't think. He doesn't. And, have and, and I play with enough quarterbacks. I don't think he's anything other than fine. Mm. I don't think he's. You think he's just. I don't think like, he's sexy. I think he's just fine. There's so nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, operational I'm, quarterbacks can still like, win oh, you. Okay, cool. You know, we can go to dinner, but I'm not, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. It's like, oh, okay, I know it was cool. Thanks, Jay. We, yeah. we, she, we it was, was night. it was cool. Dinner meal. was cool, Jay. You Thanks know, for the free meal. Yeah, it, it was cool. <laughs> you know that one, though. It was, it was cool, man. It's free dinner. What is wrong with you? Straight. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, you don't want to, but you do know. <laughs> the bill comes like I gotta go. You, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm getting mm-hmm. tired. I gotta work in the morning. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, enjoy the movie. I gotta get back. Yeah, that that's what you're dealing with with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I I am curious Where to see Aaron where Rogers, he becomes. You're like, hey, yeah, I got another movie ticket next week. <laughs> Already trying to make plans. Want to have a drink? Yeah, post dinner drink. Yes, that is correct. Well, all they, need, all they need Daniel Jones to be is just fine because if he's just yeah. fine, they should be a playoff team. If he's fine, the surprise fine. would be if he's if he sucks. 
That was to me would be the biggest surprise, right? That'd be the negative surprise. Blind date. If huh? he's really <laughs> so, he, either way, Alan, if, if he stinks or if he's great, I will be surprised. So blind wow. date then, huh, Jay? Blind. Hey, I'm looking for Daniel do, Jones's. No, I said I'm looking for Damon James. <laughs> Stop changing it up. <laughs> You start taking the, you start taking your phone out and trying to like that that's that's you that's the that's, blind date huh Jay that's not the picture that I saw real quick Key I'm looking for Damon James <laughs> I mean Jones presented by Progressive Insurance all right coming up would 25 or 26 teams the NBA really uh, want to have a star player who's really not even looking at the rim afraid to take a shot ouch also how I would reform the draft. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. <laughs> oh, y'all cold, man. Y'all cold for playing this song. <laughs> ben Simmons and the Sixers going forward. Hey, Key, give me a little bit of that Doc Rivers and what he would say about Ben Simmons. Well, you know, the thing about Ben right now is we're just going to we'll work with him, man. I really like the kid. He, he's uh, He's got some tools. And, you know, Sam is going to work with him a little bit in the shooting. Um, and, and you don't want to ever give up on the guy that you feel you can use in, in trade bait. No. <laughs> hey, that, no, no. That is like trade that bait. is so on point. Like, that's a really good Doc Rivers. Now, can you do Mike Tenenbaum? Oh, God. Uh, stop. Here's, man, here's we all what, stop. Stop, man. You gave us the vowels. You gave us every vowel there. Alan. <laughs> what? It was funny. Doc. Now, see, the that's Doc what you was get. really see, good, though. Now, I hope, I, I hope that dry, shredded wheat stays stuck in your throat. You see, look well, like this is what happens to Doc. Wheat. I don't know if you I caught it, Alan. On that right now. So, when he but, first came out mm-hmm. and was like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure Ben Simmons is a championship point guard. Yeah. And then the next day, you saw him quickly change up that tone, right? We had because to. now you have to sell your you have to sell. So yeah, it's well, like, you're yeah, because you sell him. Because the first what the first statement doing, was an emotional statement. Though. I know the Keith, first I, one is 
is emotion. You you're you're yeah. still you got that, you know, and the you loss. get to work it out, and you you're done working out, and you sit there, and you still feel that steam coming off your body. That's where he was at with Ben Simmons initially, the and then he realized when it calmed down, Jay, he was like. Oh Look, damn! I, <laughs> I just alerted everybody that I quick. don't want this dude. <laughs> that I can't. I, that I yeah. What did I just he, do? Key, yeah. I would be emotional too. I mean, you could sit there. I mean, you can make a big case that this loss he had to the Hawks was worse than the loss they had to Denver last year, being up three one. Yeah, but it was in a bubble and. Uh, yeah, well, this that, one, that's what I'm saying. This one was worse. Of the, the bubble. Yeah, wait, this wait, one was worse. You know that his, one of his star players was not himself and Paul George and admitted it afterwards. So you really weren't playing with the full roster. That's why I'm saying had. you had the bubble as an excuse, Alan. Yeah, you do. And you have Paul George. There's no what, – what's the excuse it, this year? The excuse this year is you had another guy that was also having some issues from the neck up. And you can't – you can't – But everybody was healthy. I, I hear what you're saying, but, I mean – you're up 18 in game MB five. wasn't healthy. And and MB, if Embiid's healthy, he makes the layup at the end of game four, and you know the series. Yeah, but, is a but, but Alan, everybody's hurt, man. Your Come narrative on. and your thought process, even if Embiid did all that, still will not change with Ben Simmons down the stretch at the end of the year. Oh, you can't. You're still figuring out Ben Simmons. This just made it worse. And you've been in the locker room, Jay, and you've been around people and stuff like that. Ben Simmons, he can't go back in that locker room, man. They not, so, they're not going to no, respect they ain't, they ain't him. To have it. They, so they got to move him. And that, well, that's the feeling, right? The sense is now, what are you doing, Phil? Players what do are you do? Be looking at him. You can't like keep he, these two guys together. You got a star player, the process, blah, blah, blah. Daryl Morey, um, who is now the, the president of basketball operations for the Sixers, he was talking with the media yesterday, and he looked at, like, at their situation, right in Philadelphia, and he's thinking like, "What we have? Like everybody's talking about how we're a mess. Like this is a bad situation." He said, "Most teams in the league would rather be in our place right now." Now the, well, the, the, a, the near yeah, all star right. is Tobias Harris, so it's a third piece that they have. That well, they really first, first of all, it is a good situation. Daryl's one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Yes, you came to a good situation because you got an asset you could trade. So that mm-hmm. is a good situation. Good point. You said all the right things. Mm-hmm. It's a good situation, and yes. Most people in the league would love to have your situation because, again, you have an asset that people would take. Yeah, see, I think it's a it's a good situation, but there's so much pressure because of what Philly basketball has been through. It's not the same like, hey, you have a long runway here. So it's a good situation with a shorter runway than what you expected because of the pressure that comes from how the exits but, have been but I just, and I, what the history has been with Joel Embiid being injured, what's been going on with Ben Simmons. Like, it, So things are going in the right way, but it still doesn't mean there's not pressure. But that runway just got longer because, I, again, I got an asset, and I can move that asset to get something in return you think it got, that's going think it to got continue to have that runway. And that Joel Embiid, yes. He's been injured here and there, whatever his needs, his back, whatever the case may be. But it's not like the dude can't play basketball anymore. He still is going to be able to play. You go get C.K. McCullough, you, you figure out whoever you could get for that asset that you have. Well, that's the key that part of what he said. He said that, that we have a good situation. Now good we got, situation. Got to make it better. And you make so it Alan Hunt, make I it just want to say, I, two days ago, I was the first one to say they would go for C.J. McCullough. I mean, you just poo-pooed it, and now it's everywhere. I didn't poo-poo I, I, I didn't hear no, you say it. Alan, not you, Key. I, I didn't know, hear Alan you say Hunt. it. I yeah, said it on my own. Me. Just because everybody copied your take doesn't mean that it's a I good didn't take. copy a lot, of, take. a lot of GMs think it's a actually legit move. It gives both teams what they need. I don't know. I'm going to copy Jay's take for I don't not copy you, people. Key. You know, Alan. Well, you said that well, he, I took I it. Jay, I heard what you said. Jay is claiming that he said it first. That's what I'm saying. He's claiming he said it. I said it first. Right now. 
But Jay said it the other I, day. I wasn't listening to Jay the other day. <laughs> you never listen. That's the problem. <laughs> you don't listen. Did you say that the other day? Do you want to listen to my oh, idea show? on how to fix the uh, the draft? Because you don't like 10,000 shows, so I don't know what you I want. I guess not. That's fair. Fix the draft. I only have like a minute and a half to do it. Fix it. Do it in a minute I'll and a half. fix it right now. Go. Go fantasy auction. Forget about it. Everybody gets the same amount of money to spend. And now it's up to the players, and you have to now recruit players, just oh, like gosh. it's a college program. Uh. That's the way it should be. Therefore, if, you're, if well, your Duke team no, is a mess, nobody's going to want to go to you. Maybe there's a player that wants to be closer to home for whatever personal reasons he has. He can control that by doing that. Maybe there's three guys that want to play together, and they all agree out of that $10 million pool, we'll take each a little of that instead of one guy getting all that $10 million. That's oh, the way you really? can do you know, it. You know, right now, everybody What industry do we reward right losing? Now. In what industry is losing rewarded? It doesn't well, make I, any sense so that when you're like, bad, hey, employee, you're rewarded you by giving home, a good player. It, for you. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You're so getting killed, K-I-L-T, on Twitter. I do not care about that. It's the right idea. And we play When things go wrong. No, it is that this is – what other way? Other than forcing a player to go to a bad, bad team. You're not, why, you're not why forcing you anybody. They can turn it down. Oh, turn down turn the down millions of dollars to go to, to a bad team then if you don't not like go to What industry is losing rewarded at this level? At this level, you where when you're down. really like bad, sports, we're going to so give Alan. you a really good player. How turn, does that make sense? If you don't like where you're drafted, tell your agent to finagle it to go somewhere different. Many people have done that. down the draft. Including Eli Manning. Well, that's how I'd fix it. Come up with a better plan if you can. How SpiderTech led one manager to try a different tack. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.